Welcome to Between Us Two, the podcast that brings you real, raw, thought-provoking conversation. I'm your host, Brittany. And I'm your host, Treasure. Join us as we dive into conspiracies, motherhood, and hard truths. Sit back, relax, and let's get this podcast started. <coughs> let's start. We're not cutting that. Let's start. Okay. First, you know what we actually need the, the docket thing? I'm going to go first because I actually need to pull out my phone because Treasure is against this subject and it's going to be a good conversation. So if you guys have been living under a rock, I believe it was the 26th Wednesday, there was a UAP um, subcommittee hearing with Congress that basically three, wit three witnesses came to testify that they um, saw and are aware of government pro programs hiding UFO alien stuff. And I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to read a quick uh, rundown of it and then Treasure's going to share her bogus-ass thoughts about it and then whatever we'll do next. So basically, um, and this is me reading it off Reddit, a quick rundown of the situation is, it, is what seems to be more important in this hearing is that the three witnesses are regarded as highly credible due to their experience in military and classified projects as well as being actual whistleblowers. So the pr three people are the whistleblowers. Mm -hmm. And the main takeaway is that they testified that the DOD, Department of Defense, contractors, and military complex misappropriated funds which seem to be the focus of the representatives and also allege that the government has technology that surpasses current human limitations and could be of non-human origin along with biological specimens of supposed pilots of the UAPs. And basically they're calling the UAPs UFOs. Like that's, it's like the new word. Yeah. It's on an unidentified aerial phenomenon, I think. That's what the UAP I is. think I actually saw something that changed the aerial because they were saying that it's not just... So I did do a little research on this, and it's not okay. just... It's not just aerial. I don't know exactly what they switched the A to, but it's not just aerial because it's also um, that they found things like in the sea and in space as well. Oh, yeah. It's not aerial. But they are focusing right now, the Congress, that they, the, the Congress meeting that they were having mm -hmm. was focused on aerial because I guess maybe that's, that's what they, they had most, the most. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I've seen a video, and I wish I had the picture handy, where there was uh, a diver under the water, and there, like, behind him, he was taking pictures or doing whatever he was doing, and there was, like, a big spaceship behind him, and then the next shot or the next part of the video, it was gone. But you could tell it was something there because it was kind of, like, spherical. You know how, like, <laughs> you know how, like, the alien <laughs> looks like, you know how, like, You know how Photoshop ship? exists? Whatever, Trish. Mean, anyways. <laughs> so basically, I wanted to talk about that first because I truly believe in aliens, that they exist. They've been here. And I'm just going to say it. The book that I read said that aliens, um, they created us. We're a hybrid between some animalistic ape something and then the intelligent and the smart part of us comes from the alien. And that's how you create a human. I mean, from what I've always heard, apes, I know that, you know, they say that, but I, I'm religious, so I believe that oh. we come from God. But, um, you know, our close, you know, mammal yeah. would be an ape, right? Yeah, but, that's, that's but they're also intelligent. Yeah. Okay, so do they also come from the aliens? But, so, they're intelligent, but it's like they still have animalistic traits that... So do we. They can't function in society like how we can. Are you trying to say you've never been with a man that was a dog? <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> but, oh my God. And I, and I just want to touch on, because you said you're religious and you believe in God. I am not religious, but I do believe in God. But the book and the information that I've been reading basically said they also believe that there is a source because there is a number one source higher than them. But they are just like us, the descendants of God. They're just different. So I'm not religious. I'm not Christian, Catholic. I don't put myself in a box, but I do believe in God. And there's so much more out there that we don't understand. Okay. All right. I mean, that's all that I have. I just that. also want to point out that you um, just brought us something from Reddit. What's wrong with that? That's not... Reddit is a forum 
if anybody doesn't know what Reddit is, it's a forum of public opinions and people. Public opinion. Yeah. I want you to come next time with the fact. Actually, I record. I wish it uploaded. I recorded my video. Uh, it's a reaction video I did on my personal YouTube page of the UAP um, committee hearing. We could pull that that hearing up and I could play you a snippet of no, it. No, but I mean, I'm just saying that, you know, you basically summarized what that meeting was about, right? But you could have eas easily referenced those three people. You could have quoted them directly. I could have. I feel like, you know, when you come to sourcing, you know, I don't but believe even Reddit. Anybody could put anything. Okay, no. But... Even quoting them, and I already know what you're going to say when I say this. Even quoting them, like uh, David Grush, the, the main person, he's even go he's even saying uh, stuff off of hearsay. So in this realm of alien talk, there is no facts because of we, there's no hard facts because if we had those hard facts, aliens would be here. Mm -hmm. That is the only way that it's going to be a fact. At this point, right now, it's just somebody saying that worked in the high level of government and work with people that seen it saying hey yo this is really so happening. it's really all just hearsay at this point yeah yeah but and i believe this it. is just uh, another thing that the government's trying to throw at us that's uh, absolute bullshit i mean okay. they had this meeting bernie told me about it i watched it for a little bit and uh nobody's really talking about it you know why you want to know why yeah, you tell me why you think Nobody's why. talking about it because it's true. And everybody in the CNN, Fox News, ABC, they're all paid. And they were all told from the higher ups not to run this story because they don't want nobody else looking into it. But it's true. Like the video, the, the subcommittee hearing talks about how Lockheed Martin is the one that is housing the non-human uh, spacecrafts. Like they're the ones that is are reverse engineering, engineering the technology. Technology that could solve most of our problems on Earth as a whole, but they are keeping the information because they want to continue to control us and keep us in the same loop that we are in, which I'm sure is going to be the next topic or one of the topics of having a job, working like slaves until we're 50, doing our little 9 to 5, having only two days off for the weekend, and then spending most of like. I'm not with the corporation bullshit. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get to the bottom of things, and I truly believe aliens are real. I don't care how I sign. Does sound. aliens get us to the bottom of things? Yes. Oh. Because aliens are not what we know. Like everybody. And how do you know? Trash. I don't know, but okay. I believe it to be firm. I believe it to be true in my heart and my soul, but I don't know. What do you think the aliens want to do down here? From okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before you even answer, I watched this TikTok, which I feel like is just the equivalent of you saying I went to Reddit. But I watched this TikTok, and it was like, um, she's like asking, you know, why would you think the aliens want to come down here? And her thought was that they want to come down here because, may, like, because of climate control, right? Like, because this entire ecosystem that we have would affect, you know, them too. If it's like the universe, it can affect yes. the entire universe. Um, and she was saying that, you know, maybe they are like, we're, if they're, if we're seeing them, it's because they want us to see them. That's literally what I, oh my God, I said that in my other video and she's 100% right because the books that I was reading, um, basically said that, uh, what was the bomb? It was like the hero something bomb. Oh, here. The, Hiroshima? That went off. It was some bomb that went off in the United States and it was like oh, a no. nuclear thing. And it, okay. like, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I can't remember the name. But basically they're saying when nuclear war or something like that happens and something big goes off uh, on Earth, it affects the other planets and dimensions of the universe. It's kind of like throwing a pebble in the water and then you see the sound waves go out and out and out. Yeah. So that's why they're coming to Earth because they don't want us mm. to fuck shit up for everybody else, especially with all the nuclear power and threats of war and stuff. So yeah, they're going to intervene, but it's only so much they could do because we have free will. Yeah. We're like one of the only planets, planets with free will, so. I do want to add that um, I think this entire alien uh, conversation <laughs> is bullshit and uh, I don't subscribe to um, these beliefs. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. That's the part of free speech and we're going to see who's right in the end. Yeah. And when I they don't do know. Come, do you think that we'll see that kind of thing in this lifetime? Yes. The way that the things are going, the way that the government is responding, whatever you want to call, I 
100%. I would say that uh, what you have with these aliens is kind of similar to what I have. You're hyper fixating on this. Because no. if that's the case, I've been hyper fixating on this my whole life. Okay. All right. So that maybe it's a little different. Yeah. But the thing about it is, like, I'm not just, like, some super tinfoil hat-wearing person. Like, I will get into this stuff, but it, it's not, like, my whole life. Like, it's interesting, but I still go back to the normal things that we do and talk about. But it's in, it's on my radar. It's in the back of my mind. That way, when shit does pop off, I'm not shocked to see something coming from the sky. Yeah. Like, I've been new. Like, I knew it was there. So, it's just an awareness of having it. It's not to disrupt. I mean, it can disrupt some people's lives, but it's not to disrupt your life and stop doing what you're supposed to be doing and not live your life and be scared it's just just to be aware of it yeah because i think it is going to happen but i also feel like you saying not to be afraid of it but that's kind of like you know you're afraid of the unknown and there's that's, nothing that's that you know about these aliens that should make you feel comfortable trash the only reason why that we have been like programmed to be scared of it because of the movies that come out where they look different from us or they look extra scary uh like uh, alien versus predator that mm -hmm. you see that movie where the, no. the teeth no. they come out and they look crazy and they have long dreads we've been programmed to be scared of them but you're all you're all right what we don't know or understand like we are naturally scared of and we kind of see that in racism like people that look different from what they look like get treated differently yeah but some of those people are scary b Okay. But at the same time, Tris, like after, like if you get used to seeing something crazy after a while, you get used to it. I mean, basically, I know you've heard, you've heard the saying, um, "As above, so below." So, like, what's what's what up makes there? You think I saw that? I heard that. You never heard that saying, "As no. above, so below." It's actually a movie too. It was really good. But basically, what you know how we're all different. There's black, white, Spanish, like different races of people. Mm -hmm. There's different races of alien, and it's like we're in a, a product of that. How we didn't all come down and we're all the same shade. We're all the same characteristics. We're all different. And I think we're supposed to be down here to learn to treat people that don't look like us differently. And people that have different views because it is so, it's different in space and the universe or whatever you want to call it. And I think that's something, once we master that as a, a whole of humanity, I think it'll be better or easier for them to come down. Because yeah, they're not going to look like us. And it's going to be shocking. Mm -hmm. I know you. Alright, let's go to the next fucking topic. Because I can see it on your face. <laughs> you're not. You're not. You don't care. You're not subscribing. So let's I'm just keep going. I'm not subscribing. No. Alright. No. Not at What do all. we got next? You know, when you just said that saying, it made me think about how over time I've like just kind of picked up on different sayings. And the one that I can think of most frequently, because I kind of like when people, like you said, what did you say? As above, so below. Yeah, okay, I've never heard of that. Mm -hmm. But there was one, um, oh, when we were at uh, dinner that night with, when we were at dinner when you, uh, when the kids got together the other day. What? Like when, right before I went on vacation. And we were, and there, that group of ladies were sitting beside us. Oh. And she was like, I was born the other day, but not yesterday. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel like, like I like. Old, um, I like. The old, like, old Old sayings. sayings. Yeah. Like, I like that. I appreciate old sayings. Yeah. And I try to remember them, so. You know what I forgot we didn't do? Hmm. We didn't talk about ourselves and, like, how we became friends before we started. We got oh. into the so, Trej and I have been friends since junior year of high school. That sounds real, like, late in life. Is that? Okay, so I knew when I came, I moved to the city that we are from um, in second grade. And yeah. I remember seeing you in elementary school. But for some reason, you don't remember me. But I was no. very shy and very quiet. Well, because I left that school in third grade. Oh, okay. But I remember, you, I remember seeing you there. But I think we didn't connect and become close until high school, which was, I think Raven was the person. So, I mean, I, so, okay, I became friends with Raven in... Middle, middle school. school were you not i was in but you guys were upstairs oh i'll bleep it out i you guys are upstairs and i was downstairs oh yeah okay because mm -hmm. i don't i was gonna say i don't really remember you from meds but why do you not think it was ninth grade why are you going so deep into 11th grade i thought 11th so because if, if it's 11th grade elijah elijah was born um i shouldn't have said it again um in ninth grade 
think I was around when he was born. I was I I remember being around him when he was walking. Like okay. like when like, like toddler. Maybe one, yeah. One All or right. two. Because I re I really remember uh hanging out with you and being around you the most when we lived across the street in the same neighborhood. Well, I don't no 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 no. Because I remember that day when I still lived um in the apartments. Yeah. And we walked to the ice cream shop. Actually, I do remember and that. And that you lived, you know, in the townhouses and I lived in the apartment. So that was not, I maybe didn't. Maybe 10th grade. Maybe 10th grade. Okay. Okay. I think it was 10th grade. Establishment. There we go. 10th yeah, grade. Yeah. So we've been friends since 10th grade. Um, a lot 2010. Of, a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. We're the friends that when we, we don't argue a lot, but when we get into it, we're both petty. We get into it. Yeah. But we seem to always come back. Yeah. We could definitely go some time. I think we and went then, a year. Yeah. It was a year. Who? I think you reached out first. Probably so. Yeah. It, we went a year without talking. I don't even remember why. It was probably some petty stuff. But, yeah, we've been friends that long. And I want to say that we got closer when I got pregnant. Yeah. And, well, I, and Treasure is also the godmom to my daughter. And I chose Treasure because when I became pregnant, it was such a interesting time. And she stood by me from the very beginning up until now and has been a really really good friend so she was definitely the perfect option for a godmom do we should we talk about that the circumstances of how i got <laughs> yeah i mean how i will okay 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 well be i want to say from my point of view um the circumstances of how you got pregnant it was not traditional that, it wasn't traditional but i mean well it was traditional sex um okay i wasn't okay, saying that so, part but okay but but what i'm saying is that i feel like it was a difficult time in our friendship at the beginning like right when you like right when you were when you found out you were pregnant i feel like we weren't in the same space what do you mean like remember like right when you found out like when oh because we had that we were at yeah. raven's apartment and we had that argument yeah and yeah. that really, I mean, yeah, we, that we, was a difficult time for our friendship. Yeah, but that's what made it, that's what, like, that I appreciate about our friendship because when that, we were in that space, and I cannot go into details about it, but we were in that space, and then once I found out I was pregnant, all of that was dropped. But I also feel there. like a lot of that space was because this is exactly what I felt like was going to happen. Yeah, and you were right. I mean, wait, you were not right about... I was. No, not about the... Okay, because I don't want to reveal too much. Oh, okay. I mean, I but, feel like... I mean, in a way, in some parts of it, you were right, yeah. Yeah. But you still stood by me. Yeah. And that is what friendship is. When it mattered, because I, I really had you and maybe another close friend throughout the entire pregnancy. Yeah. Which was already hard for me, because... Like I said, the circumstances were not traditional, but I knew I had like good family, friend support, or community around me, and it turned out okay, and it's still turning out okay. So yeah, that's why I think she's the best, best, best friend to have. I think I am. Not right. tooting my own horn or anything. Yeah, go ahead and toot your own <laughs> horn. But that's basically our history of our friendship, and then we've just done wild stuff. Uh, yeah, we actually stuff. we've done a lot. Yeah. Like as friends, you know, we went to Vegas. Yeah. Um, Fun times. My hand caught on fire that one time. Oh, the camping trip. Yes. Oh my god. And that was fun too. Yeah. I don't think I have that video anymore. I think it was. Oh, deleted. I have that video. Okay, I need you to send it to me. Yeah. Oh my god. It's yeah. on my um, Instagram. Uh, house parties. Yeah. Hello, house parties were crazy. Yeah. That's the one that really always stands out to me. Is it must have been New Year's, and we're oh, at my nice. house. And my mom had left, and you know we got the cheapest alcohol that we could get someone to buy. <laughs> fireball us. was one of them. Cause I think I that was, was my, a licorice one too. Yeah, the fireball was my first time having hard liquor. I think or um, taking shots. Remember, we were all yeah. taking shots. And then I get a call. My mom's like, "Hey, I'm coming home a little earlier," and me and Raven like freak out. <laughs> Okay, she's like, you know, kind of mama bear of the group, and she's like getting the bottles and putting them all in the trash bag. We're and trying then, to clean the house up. We go outside to the backyard, chuck the bag of bottles. Do you think that bag is still yes. there? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I my mean, gosh. those were crazy times. Fun but you times. know what? While we think about it, I kind of feel like my mom was super down to earth. Your mom was? She was the cool mom. 
But I also feel like, you know, I don't really know. Do you think she knew that we were partying? Yes. Oh, okay. She because did. she was a kid and a teenager at one point. But we were safe in the house. Yes, and I think that's what made her feel better. Yeah. Like, your mom was definitely a cool mom. Because I couldn't do that with my mom. Like, yeah. I don't think Raven could do that with her grandparents. Yeah. But, or her mom. And then, oh, school. were you ever in the car that time when we did the Chinese fire drill? No. Oh. Because you guys had a period where... It was you, Raven, I think, Denisha, and y'all were all hanging out. I came later. Oh, you know what it was? What? You didn't work. Yes, you guys always say that. Yeah. I didn't, cause you. That's how I think. Is that how you guys all came together? And yeah, stuff? cause we all worked there together. Yeah, I didn't. So I came later. That's Even that time, you remember when um, Anita came over to the party? I don't remember that. Yeah, I remember, and she brought her friend, the guy friend. I don't remember. Was I there? I yeah, but like she also worked a splashdown with us. Oh, I don't remember. Hmm. We've had yeah. some good times. We have had some Fun good times. times. Now we're older. Now we're older, Hi, and family. I am a slave to the United States workforce. Oh, and I am not, cause I was freed from slavery back in <laughs> April. <laughs> It's crazy. Are we getting into that? Yeah. Because I, I have so. some grievances to air. So I'm unemployed. Yeah. I was so I was with this company. I started in 2018 because I bought my house in 2019. And I didn't finish college. And I started because of like family issues. And I was just looking for a job that basically I could get somewhere and be secure because I didn't have the college degree. And at that point in time, I was like, I'm not going back. It just doesn't make sense. I had to work and support my family. So I came across this job. I needed a particular license just to start. And I was like, oh, okay. So I ended up taking the test like seven times. Oh, I didn't know that. Just to get it. And then I finally got it. Um, started the job. And the job was basically i looked over somebody's shoulder for a week for training mm -hmm. and then they said okay go out there so i i basically but you excelled you were you were that's, what, your I'm, job. that's yeah. what i'm saying like because because when i started like i would email a manager i need help didn't hear from her for like two days mm. so it's like i started with that job and i grew personally and professionally because i had to like figure everything out for myself yeah so fast forward there was a lot of changes happening and i want to say the fourth year Last year, I started to realize this ain't it. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not what I want to do for 20 years and retire. I just felt like, you know that SpongeBob episode where um, he's doing the same thing every day in the same outfit. Oh, and then yeah. his, his like eyes are just like, he looks bored. I think it was yeah. Patrick. That's how I was feeling because it wasn't any excitement. I wasn't being challenged. But I was scared to leave because it was secure. Yeah. And then a year later... Or a few months later, I think COVID hit. We started work from home. They had the uh, layoffs. And then they, what are the layoffs called that you come back to work? I forgot what it was called. Oh. They lay you off um, without pay. And then when work picks back up, you can oh. go back. They did that. Everybody was doing it at that time. Furlough. That's what oh. it was. Furlough. So I, I made it through the furloughs. And then a little bit after that, when I guess COVID was letting up, there was another round of, a round of layoffs made it through that and i think there was another one made it through that and then fast forward to april they had another round of layoffs and i was let go but when i got the call i felt like bricks were lifted off my shoulders and i think i i was on the phone yeah. with y'all like i told y'all um because they send us an email prior to or they sent an email prior to the layoff and then we just basically had to sit there and see if we got a call so i felt like bricks were lifted off to my shoulders and partially because there was a severance package package involved but i feel like with that that was like god or the universe saying well you're not going to you're you're comfortable you're not going to go out of your comfort zone so i'm going to give you a push yeah and since then like i've just I, this is like the most that I've ever felt like genuinely happy and free because I'm not attached to the corporation and the politics of corporate America and doing all of that. So that's my story right now. And right now it's I'm at a point like I don't know. I'm scared to dedicate my life or five years, two years to another corporation because I feel like it's going to be a never ending cycle. Mm. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You can be with a company, build them up, and then something, money, profit goes down, and then 
you're on the chopping block again. Yeah. And I just, I want to bet on myself. Like, I don't want to build any any corporation or anybody else up at this point because what do you get in return? Yeah, I couldn't do that. Why? So I say that I, I'm a slave in the American workforce, but I kind of feel like that's just how it goes, right? Like, I can't, I'm not somebody who, I'm not like a seller, right? Like, I couldn't sell anything like and my job is kind of a sales job right like we sell the product that we sell yeah but it kind of sells itself right like i don't it's kind of a necessity i mean it's optional but yeah you know when you no i mean most people do. most people most people buy it right yeah. like you know we offer it and they buy it we don't really have to sell it um and i honestly i don't think any of my coworkers are really salespeople either yeah you know if you say no thanks okay Right. Right. <laughs> so, like, I don't think that I have that in me to have to, like, be the driving force behind my success. But it doesn't have to be sales, though, Trish. Yeah, but I feel like if you're in a in a position where you are, you rely solely on yourself for the income, right? Like, right now, I, I rely on my job. I do my job, yeah. you know, so that, it, like, I'm sufficient at my job. So that they keep me on and that they, well, I guess unless business fails, right? Right. But that they keep me on and, um, you know, I, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And then they pay me for mm -hmm. what I've done. But if it's like, oh, you know, I have to go out there and I have to, um, you know, find people who are interested in something that I have to offer, right? Like, it's hard. I don't have that in me to rely on that. Patrej, I think you do. I feel like everybody has that in themselves. But when you get so used to relying on like that type of security, it's hard. Because a lot of people make their careers like their whole personality and their whole life when we shouldn't. I mean, ultimately, we should be betting on ourselves anyways. Yeah. Like, because if not, we're going to be stuck in the same cycle. I saw online that Google... Because they had a recent uh, round of layoffs, but they go through this cycle of laying off people, mm -hmm. waiting a while, and then hiring new people. Yeah. Because it's just it's just cheaper. better that... It's cheaper, and it's yeah. better that way. Because sometimes you could be doing a really, really good job, excellent job, and then the people at top get cut. And you're like, well, why am I in the, the round of layoffs? Well, because you make the most money. So we, yeah. need to cut where, we need to cut there. And that's not fair. But I feel like you can... Like the old saying, you can do anything you can put your mind to. Yeah. You know you've heard that. I know that, that one. If you like really take the time and take a chance on yourself and dedicate it and be consistent with it, you can literally do anything where you don't have to rely on somebody else for your livelihood. I mean, what are we doing right now, Trish? Yeah, but we're not relying on this for our livelihood. This is just two, you know, conversations between two best friends. Like this is easy. Okay, but let me ask you this. This is easy. So if this takes off and this starts to produce more money than your job makes now, are you quitting and dedicating yourself to this? To keep going? It'd have to get to that point for me to even think about that. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I feel like... I, I also... Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I feel like it's important to say, I do love going to work. Okay. Right? Like, I don't always love having to work. Like, I don't like the back... I love going to work mm -hmm. because I love my coworkers. I love, you know, working with the clients. I love that aspect. I don't love that I have to do it. If I didn't want to do it, I didn't, I don't want to have to do it, but like I have to do it. Right. But I love my job. Let so, me ask you. Yeah. If you hit the lottery, would you still go to I work? I think I would. Mm. I think I would. I would maybe I'd, listen, maybe I'd become part-time. I don't think so. I would still be doing my eight to five shift normal thing. But that's, I don't know, that's why I feel like everything happens for a reason. I feel like I was supposed to be catapulted from that job. Yeah. Because, like I said earlier, like, I've just, I've been having a lot of fun. And I know I have to figure out something soon. Yeah. But I think my next job, it's not going to be high demanding. It's just going to be something that is just a job. But I also, so I feel like when I went on my last vacation, mm -hmm. um, I went on a vacation that was a cruise in May, June, and then in July, I just took a week off um, just at home. I, it was a staycation, really. Mm -hmm. um, I appreciated that, and being home made me realize that, like, you cannot dedicate all of the, your time, you know. I realized in that week, I, I had researched it, 
and you work 200 and there are 260 business days a year out of the 365 you know and at my job we get 120 hours that's three weeks of vacation mm-hmm. right and that's really not a lot you know that's this that's the slavery part that's the slavery yeah part. why do we have to dedicate most of our lives and most of our time to our jobs just to be able to you know take to to be able to like fend for ourselves you yeah. know yeah and i think that i don't know if we have this on our topic but i think that goes back to what we were talking about a few weeks ago we shouldn't be slavery to corporations just so we can make sure that we have the basic necessities yeah. such as like your house food shelter mm. like clothes we've had this conversation yes, before i it, i think it should just be free and i think mm. it was something that oh, we Lord. talked we talked about um the other day and you said last night like why are people profiting off of women's health yeah. people that have periods like why is there a CEO that's making I agree money that off that of women's backs. Like we should be able to get that's a necessity, for free. you know. But I wonder what did they do back in the days? Was like Probably was it just always some nasty stuff? Just free a blue? rag, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, can you imagine the smell? No. <laughs> and no AC. No. Sweat. Yeah. Smell like pennies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like it's so important, and I'm realizing to find like a work life balance. Yeah. You know, like respecting your own personal time because i feel like okay we're both moms mm-hmm. and i feel like as moms it's hard to find a good balance and so when you add being an employee and honestly even if you're self-employed mm-hmm. if that's the venture you're going um you, you know you still have to find a balance yeah. in that too mm-hmm. you know i think being self-employed may not feel so much of like a job because you're doing something that you like that you mm-hmm. love um but it is still a job you know, because you still do have bills to pay and stuff like that. Um, but it's so important to find work-life balance, mom-life balance, because it's so easy to let just like to forget about yourself. Yeah, and if you don't have that balance, that's where stuff starts to go wrong. Yeah, especially in motherhood, um, people with toddlers. Me, like I will call Trez, call you in a second, yeah. and be like, "Come get your godchild." Because it is just so important where, because we're all humans and we all have feelings and we all have like things that need to be balanced. Yeah. And it's important that we keep that balance because then if we don't, you see stuff that happens on the news about kids getting hurt because the mom or the dad or parents just flip. Yeah. So I, I think that is super, super important. This, um, summer recently, um, Ella, is always with us okay <laughs> always with us um which is fine you know it's our child we, mm-hmm. we you know chris and i we're her parents um but it became it became a lot right um and she doesn't often go with anyone you know for a long period of time you know for sleepovers really no we don't she doesn't yeah. do that uh chris has a hard time letting her go because he feels that and I, I agree with him like she's our responsibility right so if we send her to someone's house and something happens to her like we trusted her to be wherever she was yeah right and so we have to have full trust in that person to you know keep our child going right, right, right. you know while she's there um and so just this year recently chris has kind of allowed her to um go and hang out with my sisters i've been i've noticed that yeah like she was there for a week she's um spending another week there sometime this summer Mm -hmm. um and she likes it right she loved being out there Mm -hmm. um and they're not far but you know she loved it i felt like it was it gave us as parents a break um much needed break you know um and i feel like you know because chris and i we started dating when we were 14 Mm -hmm. um i'm 28 now he's 30 i was telling him the other day that i've spent more than half my life with him which is crazy to think i mean uh, it's cute it is but it's crazy but i I, rare yeah i mean it's not been like super easy yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) but i mean it's it is what it is but i was um telling him that i went mind blank it's okay church i mean i think it's also good to make sure that you have a partner that is equal in taking care of things. Yeah. So you don't so you don't get to the point of being overwhelmed. I remember now. Okay, so what go I was going to say is that when we first started dating, we were 
14. Mm -hmm. I was 14, he was 16. Um, we had Ella when I was 18, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's so important in a special time when Ella does go for you know even a day right mm -hmm. because it gets us a chance to learn and figure out each other as adults without exactly being parents because mm -hmm. when we were teenagers i mean we were broke teenagers right. we didn't have money to spend on each other mm -hmm. you know we didn't really get to do very much you know we were broke teenagers um and then it's like we had her at 18 and then right then we're parents mm -hmm. we jump you know it's kind of hard to jump from you know, there was really no, like, a, a phase where we got to date. Where it was just y'all two. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And you need that. You it, definitely need that. But I can understand, you know, what Chris or what you guys are saying about um, not sending Ella all the time. But you guys need to do that because if the fact that you guys have, you've been with him more than half of your life. And also Ella has been there too. Like, yeah. Like, who are you guys without Ella? Exactly. And I, I, t I tell him that all the time. Like, we question that. I, I question it. Yeah. And I tell him, you know, it's important that we figure that out because eventually we're going to get to a point, you know, God willing, go to college. that she's going to go to college and it's just going to be us. And, you know, I, this really takes me into this saying, and I don't know, we're going to hear what you think about it. Um, do you love your partner more than your child? No. No. Okay, so I had done quite a bit of digging on that concept, and I think the answer for me is yes. It's a different type of love that I have for Ella, yeah. okay? But I chose Christopher, and Christopher chose me, right? So when, when our daughter is off to college and it's just us, it's just us. And that's not to say at that time that we don't love her, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I love her with my whole heart, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I would do anything for her, right? Um, but I would, I mean, I would, I would do the same for Christopher, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but I, it's like a love that I chose. You know, when you have a child, you don't get to choose your child, but right? But there's no saying that um, your kids choose you, though. I mean... I mean, if you believe it. I don't believe in okay. that. <laughs> Keep going. So I feel like, um, you know, I, I just do, I really do want to focus in on our relationship as just husband and wife. I think it's also different too because you guys were madly in love before Ella. You guys were together. Mm. I mean, I'm. You know, I actually asked Christopher yesterday when he knew that he, you know, wanted to spend the rest of his life with me and asked him you know when when did you know that you wanted to be with me and he basically said it was not a cute answer <laughs> oh god he was like when you kept asking me over and over again which is probably like around 2018 yeah and he was like his aunt i mean again not a cute story but he's just like you know you kept asking me over and over again and he was like i mean i guess i can do this i can marry her i can be with her for the rest of my life i mean at that point I don't think that we were going anywhere, yeah. you know, I just, I don't know for sure that marriage was something that he ever had on his mind to do. Mm -hmm. um, now, again, was he going to be here for Ella and I, no matter what? Yeah. Yes. But, you know, without being married, I kind of, I wanted that. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of like the fairy tale thought. Like, I want, I want to be married. I want to have the house. I want to have the kid. I want to have the dog. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have all that now. Yeah. But then I think you realize that the fairy tale... It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Because you're literally bunking up for the rest of your life or shacking up uh, for the rest of your life with another human. With good shacks. Good shacks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you have to... You have to, like, learn and adapt and get through the hard times. But to go back to your question in which you asked earlier about loving um, your partner more than your kid, I think that is different because I you and Chris have been together. But if you ask me, my, my situation with uh, the daughter of my baby daddy, <laughs> if you want to call it, is we didn't know each other. And it was during COVID. My ass got on a dating app, yeah. met him. And shacked up, shacked up, and I got <laughs> pregnant. Now it was definitely bumpy along the way, but we are together. And but it's hard, and 
it's just a lot of drama and I don't know what the future is going to hold for, for us. But if you ask me that question, I'm going to say no because I didn't know him that long. But also, I feel like it wasn't fair to ask that question to you because I'm married. Yeah. Right? So I think being married is, it's like a, like this confirmation of relationship. In some aspects. But, I said that and then I thought maybe it's not. But let's just not. say that everything went fairy tale, or me and him, we got married. Um, and like I'd be sitting here and I was married too. I would still say no. Oh. Because I haven't, I haven't known him a long time. Yeah. But it's just a different bond because like I, you know, pushed Nyla out of my vagina. Like, yeah. You maybe know, it's like, different because Ella was cut out of mine. No. I, <laughs> I mean, it's just different but maybe like if me and him end up working out and we get back on the right track and everything and we we get back to that place of love that we once were at yeah then maybe I, the answer would change but right now i'm just i'm gonna say no because nyla's love is more unconditional like it's pure yeah so that's what i want but i feel like okay okay that was a good statement and I say that's a good statement because I do know a little bit more about your your relationship. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. and we don't have to put that out publicly, but um, I would say that that love you have for him is unconditional I because think, there have been yeah. conditions. Yeah. And you have loved past these conditions. Yes. Yeah, and I I don't want to like make it seem like I don't love him because I absolutely love him and I. I'm not even gonna lie, like, I can't see myself with anybody else yeah. at this point because, like, even though we haven't been together that long, but I think that's partially because we have Nyla, but it's just us getting out of this funky space and meeting in the middle for the, putting in the work equally yeah. for the relationship. And that's just where we are, where we're at right now. When you talk about putting in the work, it makes me think kind of, it's about motherhood. But I would say that both of us, we're both in relationships, yeah. right? I mean, I'm married to my child's father, and I still very much feel like I'm the primary parent. Ooh. Which is yes. so, like... But I think... But you know, do we have to have a primary parent? I think that's what society has conditioned us to be for the last how many years, where the mom, no matter how much support you have or don't have you're the mom and you're gonna you are just the primary caregiver you're gonna do everybody just naturally gravitates towards the mom and i don't know if that, it was like that like when our parents were kids or yeah. when that happened but when has it ever been like truly 50 50 i don't know i feel like you know when you're looking into utopian ideology in relationships and that's kind of what you that's what would exist in a utopian world right because that's what we see projected on tv sometimes right yeah where it's like you know happy mom happy dad happy baby mm -hmm. you know and i think that it does exist you know mm -hmm. and i don't want to make it seem like we're not a happy family um because chris is very much a helpful parent mm -hmm. you know and when i say primary for me like i would just do right chris will do but a lot of the times it's kind of like i have to say hey chris like, can you do this? And if I That's say, can you do this? He doesn't have a problem doing it, but yeah. like, it's only a rare plan. amount of times. I won't say rare, but seldomly, uh, uh, he, he's just doing something on his own. Yeah. You know, he like, he'll do things on his own, but like things like reminding her to brush her teeth, mm -hmm. you know, like that's me that falls on me. Yeah. And I won't say fall, but like, that's what I do. You know what I think? I think it's because. And this might date back to when our, you know, our parents and their upbringing and ancestors and all of that. It was always conditioned that women stay at home, homemaker, and then the white, I mean, the men have to go out and make the money and yeah. provide for the family. So if I'm, and, and I guess men say that now, if I'm providing for the family and paying all the bills and doing this, I, I, I can't give you that other 50-50 that you're looking for. So maybe yeah. that's where it came from too. I also want to... Wait, I'm going to ask. Would you be a stay-at-home wife? Absolutely. Oh, wife, yes. Stay-at-home wife? But would I be a stay-at-home mom? No. What's the difference? Um, I don't want to stay here with the child all day. Oh. Okay. Yeah, no. I can understand that because I guess I'm in my stay-at-home girlfriend 
yeah face you're also stay-at-home mom even when you were working you were working it's, from home it's that's over, it's overwhelming yeah <laughs> i know mean, i couldn't do it let me uh run to target by myself real quick yeah. just for two seconds so yeah, no it's I couldn't. a lot but i will say that you know mm, this is gonna be deep i would say that for me mm -hmm. the notion of me being the primary parent likely comes because i was raised by a single mom the way that I've seen motherhood depicted is by a mom. Yes. You know, and I, maybe it's me, I have an issue with letting go of the control, you know, of making sure that everything is handled because maybe I haven't trusted Chris with that role. Yeah. You know, my mom um, raised three children all by herself. My dad died when I was one. And so she raised us. Oh, you were one? Yeah, I don't she even did? remember him. Wow. Yeah. And my mom never had other relationships that I can truly remember. Maybe this one time there was this guy named Lance. And I remember we lived in an apartment. <laughs> and my mom brought Lance over um, to our apartment. Uh, and they stayed the night and I was such a mama's girl. So like I slept in the bed with my mom every single night. And this was like fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love sleeping in the bed with her. Um, but that one night Lance came, I had to sleep in my own room. <laughs> Trash. And you know, you saying that, do you remember when we lived in the same neighborhood and your mom had a boyfriend and you gave him hell? Oh yeah. You? Because it was such a rare thing. Yeah. Like you mean you mean to say that you bring him over and but, now but I can't. But by then, Trash, you was like teenager. I I just think it's because it wasn't normal. Like yeah, I yeah, I, yeah. I never saw my mom in these relationships. Yeah, like she dedicated her time to us. Like if she wasn't working, it was just us. Which you know I realize as an adult now, you know maybe that wasn't fair, but that's yeah. just how it was. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but I do feel like a lot of it comes from me being raised by a single mom. Yeah. And, you know, Chris is always telling me, you know, you don't need to be such an independent woman, right? Which I am an independent woman. And yeah. I just, you know, I do rely on Chris for some things. And I, you know, I do, I trust him fully with Ella, with me. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell him all the time that he could make me a stay-at-home wife. Like, that would be cool. Yeah. But, um, I just... I don't know. What do you think? I don't... Because I feel like your mom was... She wasn't married until your later, like, adult life. I would say... But you had... My stepdad came around... I want to say my junior year. Okay, but so that's, like, later, right? Yeah. Your, that's not really it's anything to do with your upbringing, but your mom did have serious long-term relationships. Yeah. Yeah, when yeah. you were a kid. Yeah, but so even you, even though she did, I think the one thing that was constant was her. And I think I kind of agree with you where I just know in my head, she took care of everything. No matter yeah. who she was with, she took care of everything. She made sure me and my brother were good. And that was it. And it, that kind of, I feel like I'm, I'm doing that now too. Yeah. And also, let me say this. Christopher, um, he came from a household where like his mom more or less took care of the things yeah right so i don't know because i haven't I, you know he's not here for me to ask mm -hmm. you know does he have the mindset that me as the mom i take yes, care of these probably. things yeah, yeah probably I mean, so. but that, that's how it is probably we can i think everybody would agree with that we've all just been conditioned that the mom is supposed to do majority and take care of everything yeah because that's just how it's been and but probably for generations and as moms as moms, me and you, we know that uh, we need our time. We need our space. Oh, 100%. Like, I will call my parents. Can you please get Nyla? If yeah. I, like, I remember how old was Nyla? I think she was like seven, seven or six or seven months. And it was your first time having her for the weekend because I said I needed a yeah, break. Yeah, I don't think she was that old. I don't think she was that old, B. She was she was definitely under one, Trish. Under been, one, but I don't think she was. I think she was seven six months. months. Seven, yeah. Wasn't it like it in, was? It was before the summer. In February. Well, she was younger then. That's what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> I think yeah, she was yeah. younger. And at that point, it was like I felt. I kind of felt guilty, and I felt bad for doing that. I don't know if I told you because it was just like. Well, I'm the mom. I'm supposed to take care of everything. I shouldn't. My child, she's so 
new and she's yeah. a newborn she shouldn't be away from me and then i thought for a second well if i don't i'm gonna be overwhelmed and do something crazy yeah and i think it's okay to ask for help and to take a break and nobody should guilt trip you and you shouldn't guilt trip yourself because you need a break yeah. and it's so crazy because i thought it was hard back then mm -hmm. and now her little ass oh yeah oh my gosh like it is so draining i'm like mentally exhausted by the end of the day yeah like i am looking for 8 39 o'clock for her bedtime because i just want to sit and just sit in quietness yeah not watching elmo running around because we go to the park we i try to keep her stimulated and it's just it's so it's so much i feel like moving back to like working um you know my daughter is older now mm -hmm. but I go to work, I'm there for eight hours, I drive an hour to work, and I drive an hour home. That's so tough. really, 10 hours out of the house, right? Mm -hmm. And although I like my job, I love my job, I can become touched out, right? So at the end of that 10 hours out of the house, you know, I come home, and now it's like, I'm off of employee duty, but now I'm on mom and wife duty, right? I have to cook dinner, I, you know, straighten up, like, and stuff like that becomes to be a lot, and I feel like I, it kind of affects how much I'm able to put into my marriage into my daughter um which I, I feel like i'm envious of you because you get you have that time even when you're working from home to to like put it put it in to your relationship to your child mm. now i'm not now you're still touched out at the end of the night yeah. i feel like it ends the same way for the both of us yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the journey to the end of the day is just different because you know, you get to spend the time. Wait, so are you saying that you would want to, like, maybe work from home so you can spend more time? I would want to work from home. I mean, my child still has to go to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so wait, you're saying that you want to be able to spend more time with them? I guess it, it's really, yeah, more time with them. But, like, not saying I want to work from home or anything like that, but maybe if it was, like, a four-day work week. Oh. Right? Like, just, I don't know, in a world where I could spend more time with him. But then that kind of goes back to our conversation of being slave to the corporation. That yeah. we shouldn't be doing that. We should We should be able to have... It shouldn't be balancing work in life. Because, I mean, for me personally, I'm speaking, if I hit the lottery, you best believe I am never doing any type of physical office corporate work ever again in my life. But I, I do... I feel like I should add that I have a... My work... My job can be very accommodating to my life as a mom. I work in a company where it's basically run by moms. Yeah. Okay. There are all the women in there with the exception of one, they're moms. Mm -hmm. um, and so we as moms have an understanding for each other. Like, you know, I have to take her to the doctors. I have to bring her right. to work with me. And I do have that ability at my job. So I do you know love it in that aspect because i feel like you don't get that everywhere yeah you don't so i think that helps me kind of have a work-life balance because you know i could do stuff like that yeah and not everybody can but still i just i don't know when i was thinking about how we work 260 out of 365 days that's i was just insane. like that's so many and we shouldn't be like i would love for my job to think about unlimited time off like as long as i'm doing my job can i not you know that's where the corporate the bullshit time. comes in where they want to control you and you have to keep up with the politics and it's just all basically down to a form of control yeah and i just don't want to be controlled anymore yeah <laughs> like i i want to find just a basic mundane job where i can clock in clock out and i'm going to put the real energy and passion into what i want to do yeah that's really i mean it. it's if i could do that somehow i would but for now i um i'm gonna keep punching the clock yeah i don't actually punch the clock at my job well you what what do you do <laughs> i mean i'm on salary so they just kind of i get there and i work oh you're on salary yeah oh wow that's so there good. is no clock that's good though yeah that's good security i think so and the next topic is beyonce Ooh. so everybody has been seeing i actually just saw uh what was it an instagram post uh no it was a youtube vlog of somebody going to the renaissance concert in minneapolis mm -hmm. i think and it was so is that the cool. one where they're smoking weed and yeah. she, like beyonce's on stage coughing because the air is so full of smoke 
Oh no, I didn't see that. I didn't oh, see yeah. that one. But I yeah, maybe that was in Detroit. It looked it looks so fun. Like I I, I want to be honest with you. What? I am getting a little nervous for this concert. Why? Because I don't think I know enough of the Renaissance album. And I know she's not going to sing solely that Renaissance album, but I listened to, I started listening to the set list yesterday when we were on our way back up here. Uh-huh. Um and I was feeling a little first I was feeling a little overwhelmed that I didn't know the songs, but I was feeling a little underwhelmed with the album. I have that same view. Okay. When, excuse me. When, when Renaissance dropped and I played it through, I was like, it's not the type of music that I'm, I gravitate towards. Yeah. It's kind of like, not tech, but it's kind of like, I don't know what to call it. Yeah. It's not hip hop. It's not no. R&B. It's, it's just... I don't know. I don't want to say something to offend anybody, but I'm just—I have biased to Lemonade. I love that. Lemonade was oh my god! I wish we would have went. We would have went to that tour, but the actually another YouTuber I watched that went when she was in Philly Mm -hmm. said she went and she still had a good time, even though her and her family didn't know all the songs. Yeah, but still, it was a good entertainment. I mean, she's putting a show on. But I, I the clip that I watched this morning, what song? Um, you I can't think of the name, but you know the song. That she sang. And then I, at some of the concerts, I want to say she was singing like Drunken Love. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's on the set list. Oh, it is? So there are songs that are on the set list that I know. I mean, yeah. that'll be a, you know, a hype party when we get there. Yeah. But I, I really think she hits on almost all of her Renaissance songs on at the set list. Oh, is she going to do the Cuff It remix? I don't, I don't like the original Cuff It. I like the oh, Cuff It I remix. Know. You know which one I'm talking about? I don't think so. The, um, let me play it. It's a really good song. You know the song, Charlie. Rain, you haven't heard this? I don't think so. So basically, somebody on TikTok remixed the Cuff It. And then I guess she went in and, and recorded it and released it as an official song. Mm. I don't think I know it. But I was just saying, I brought that up because I like that version better than the original cover. I think I'd have to read. I mean, here, not read. <laughs> uh, I'd have to listen to the original. I mean, it, it sounds the same like the rest of the album. I mean, oh. I, but you know what, I, what I've also been hearing? That she's going to release an act two. But supposedly, there's, there's three acts in this renaissance thing. Oh, yeah. So what if act two is like the hip-hop R&B? Ooh, I don't know, B. You like that? I think I like this it's better. Like disco. It's like, like poppy. Yeah. Like it's got a like a better. This was definitely like a pop. Album. Pop. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't. It wasn't my cup of tea. I still love Beyonce, but I'm hoping she's gonna come out with like another lemonade. But you know type. what? Honestly, when I was listening to the album yesterday, I started listening to it. I felt like this album was. I feel like it's about self love. What cuff it? No, her album, just the album in general. Oh, I, I, I haven't played the whole thing through to be honest. <laughs> like I stopped. I mean, the- listen, I'm that girl. Yeah. I mean, thick. Have, have you listened to thick? I mean, I, I, if I have, I can't recognize it by the title. No. No. And honestly, it sounds like she starts to say. Um, she says that's that thick, and it sounds like she's saying that's that dick. Listen, I think she says, I don't know. Listen, she's saying that's that thick. I mean, I have the lyrics up, oh, okay? But I think she's, I think it's a play on that's that dick, but I don't know. I wasn't sure, I don't know, but I don't know. I feel like. If you listen to the album, my take on it from what I heard yesterday was that was that it was um, self love. Oh, I guess we'll see. But I heard the visuals for the concert are really, really. Someone I said, oh yeah, in between the sets is when you should go to the bathroom get merch. I'm like, I'm not walking out of our nosebleed seats. Right. (laughs) We are in the nosebleeds. (laughs) But we're going to be there, so that's what's most important. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, we'll have to talk about that um, on on one of our next podcasts. Yeah, for sure. About how it was. Yeah. And I think this is the last topic and a good topic is to splurge on yourself as a mom, as a stay-at-home wife, as a wife. As a single mom, just as whatever. a person, as a as a female, as a human. Yeah, I mean, because it's not just for women, right? Like, yeah, splurge on yourself. Last night, Chris went to go see that fight. 
Um, I kept seeing that this morning. Apparently, the dude got like really, really like his face was. Oh, he's fucked up. Yeah. Mm. But he went to go see the fight, and obviously, I didn't want him to go without me. But he went. Why didn't you go? Uh, cause he said it was him and his homies. Oh. Uh, um, but he got homies. there. <laughs> That's just what I call them. <laughs> they're like his cousins, so it's hard for me to say friends because it's they're not. Family. They're family, right? Yeah. Um. And I don't know. Cousin sounds real. I don't know. Homies. Mm-hmm. I always just say homies. Um, but like he had to, I guess he didn't know that they were going to charge for him to get in because it was like pay-per-view. Where do they go? Oh, uh, yeah. Because when Julian and I went one time to a restaurant, uh, we were trying to watch some type of fight and they were charging yeah. because it was pay-per-view. But he was like, it was $50 to get in. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, no, no, no. But I was like, you know, it's fine. You wanted yeah. to see the fight. There's a cost to it. Like splurging okay. yourself a little. So I, I think he enjoyed it. I mean, I guess our tickets were a splurge. Yeah, how much were they? Like two hundred? Yeah, maybe a little more. Two two fifty, maybe. And then when I lost my job, I splurged on getting myself a desktop, my yeah. iMac. We splurged and we got us off a vacation. We're oh, going yes. on vacation. That's coming up. What else so. did I splurge on? The equipment to start my YouTube channel. Yeah. Which wasn't a lot. Which I think I splurged on that camera. Yeah. I already had the. It's interesting because you don't have a job and I think that you're my rich friend right now. No. Yeah. No. It seems It's that not way. rich when you don't have an income. You're just kind of like slowly dwindling your money. <laughs> but honestly, I but don't, it, I don't, I don't know. have You seem worry. fine. I, I feel fine, Trish. Yeah, I have no I worry. I have no stress. I'm not going to stress about everything because I feel like everything that's for me is going to work out yeah, exactly good. when it needs to work out. So I'm not going to stress about anything. Good. And, I, and I'm really appreciating this time of spending time with my daughter um, because I remember when I was working from home, I was like, dang, like I'm eight, even though I'm home, I'm eight hours on the computer. Yeah. So I'm really appreciating this time and we've been doing a lot. I hang you out. You guys with, really have. Trying to like do stuff, hang out with y'all. Um, I go see my grandma and my cousin every week. Hey, we went to the beach yesterday. And now you'll get to see me every week. I know, every week on the <laughs> podcast. So I'm... That's what I'm saying. Like, I just feel like I am where I'm supposed to be right now. Even though the worst possible thing happened to me, I don't even want to call it worse. I don't want to say, yeah, no. Because, so well, much worse could happen. I mean, I'm not going to say I was all good about it because I spent five years of my life there. Yeah. And I think I'm just still kind of bitter because how do you dedicate, like, your time, your personal time to that company and then to be disposed of that quickly? Yeah. Like, I don't like that's that. That's why you can, that's why you, it's so important to find a balance in your life because I didn't li- have if that you there. die, your job's going to replace you in an instant. They're going to have If they let you the go, week. they're going to let you go. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, it's, that's just how the world goes. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, I feel like it's so important to appreciate the time that you have while you're here, while you're here. And that's what I've been doing. Yes. So, I'm, I'm happy for you for that. And I think you need to start doing that. But I feel like I, I mean, to but an honestly, extent. Honestly, Trish, and I'm so, like, this is why I appreciate our friendship, because you will entertain doing stuff like this. Yeah. You will entertain the conversation, like, versus, like, my other friends, our other friend probably wouldn't take this seriously. No. But that's what I like, and I think this is going to take us somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm always optimistic. This is going to change our lives. I do. So I kind of want, I feel like you just were saying like, oh, I wish you would do the same. And I kind of feel like, although I do work, I'm out there five days a week, um, eight hours a day. My weekends essentially make up for anything I miss. You which guys do do a lot. It sucks because we're literally constantly on the go. Yeah. You guys have sports, hanging out with family. Going yeah. Out. You guys are always on the go. Going to your, your sister's yeah, for dinner. Yeah, the amusement park. Yeah. You know, just trying to fit it all in and just do what we can. Mm-hmm. I, it can be tiring, but You're I feel like... making the best out of the situation. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard that saying, like, I'll sleep when I die? Yeah. That's pretty much. And I, I, I think mean, that's what we're here because life is so short. We don't know when our time is going to be in... At the end of my life, on my deathbed or whatever, my last breath, I, I want my last thought to be, well, I had fun. Yeah. I did everything I wanted to do. Yep. Not slaving away at a corporation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so anti- At least not until I'm 70. I want to- Yeah. I'm so anti-corporation right now because I, I, I'm, I'm bitter. Maybe it's different because I don't work for a corporation. Yeah. I think it's different. I was I like- mean, I work for a small company. I was like in the corporate politics, rah, rah. Rah, rah, let's do this, let's do, you know, like, yeah. I was deep into it, and I was actually talking to my other 
uh, friend, we got laid off at the same time and we were laughing because we feel like we were laid off because we were the like the ones that were just quiet and not a part of that. You know the corporate yeah. bullshit that yeah. you have to the politics and kissing people's asses and coffee talks. Yeah. Like yeah, you came to do your job. I, and you that's did your job. Exactly <laughs> what it was. We weren't that engaging. Yeah. So it is what it is. But that's the end of my chapter. Like, and now we're on to the next. Yeah. I feel like it's just it's been great, so Yeah. Keep doing it. Yeah. We'll I think we're at the end of our first podcast. We are. I wonder how long it was because it's twelve twelve. Yeah, I we have been. Uh, I've to... been doing a stopwatch. It's been an hour, but I didn't start it right. I didn't start it. Hold on. No, no, no. Hold on, honey. What I'm trying to tell you is we've probably been podcasting for an hour and fifteen minutes. Okay. I didn't start it right right away. But trash. Yeah. This didn't is... you tell me? 30 minutes or 45. I, Please tell me I'm right. Just just tell me that I was right. I think that we've talked a lot more than we should have. No, just tell me that I was right. I think that we talked for more context, than we could have. For context, for people that are listening, we were debating on how long the podcast could be. Treasure said 30 to 45 minutes. I said, Treasure, I think that's too short. And I think that we're going to be deep into the conversation where it's probably going to be at least an hour, maybe a little over. Yeah. I was and right. I, I, listen, you were right. But I still, I still think no for but. next time, I think for next time our podcast would be shorter. We'll see. Pacing. We need to pace better. All right. No. No. That's what we I'm trying to tell you. We need to pace better. This was good. I think it was a good we podcast. I enjoyed talking with you, like, as yes. per usual. But uh, we'll see. We didn't do an outro, so we're going to have to figure something out. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> we're loving it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, next podcast, or we can, you guys can expect ooh, podcasts every, every Tuesday. Tuesday. I think it's at 8 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because Brittany, uh, I, is am, I am the, the tech person, social media manager. What else? I think that was it. Tech, social yeah. media, video editor. Ooh, are you going to do our marketing? We ooh, I mean, marketing. I, yeah, we kind of both. Yeah. yeah. I think we have, we had good ideas from that one meeting. Yeah. So you guys can expect, we're going to try to get the audio on Spotify. Uh, we're gonna figure out Apple Podcasts, basically anywhere where you can anywhere stream. you can find podcasts, we'll be there. The visual will be on YouTube on our channel between us two. Mm-hmm. Um, SoundCloud, we're gonna have mm-hmm. it uploaded there. Anywhere that you so listen to music. be sure to subscribe, like, like comment. comment, let us know what you want us to talk about. Yes, um, follow us on we'll social be, media. Yeah, we'll be here, and we'll guys, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. All right.